Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. We have a lot to talk about. It has been a little bit since we were here on a fight weekend, ready to talk about some fights, ready to potentially win some money because 2024 is going to go down differently than 2023 did, Ty. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling today? Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. The weather's uh, it's all right. It's, it's rebounding, but it's, it's, it's a cold front down here in St. Pete. I guess Ooh. you'd say it's in the in the 60s looking like some 50s are mixed in wow real um, cold we have some rain coming on monday for the big game um but yeah i'm feeling pretty good i think last year we got off to a very very cold start i mean we were what's it gonna be like negative 40 or uh, no, no negative 40 in winnipeg or somewhere in canada i saw i'm like damn that's that seems like illegally <laughs> cold you know like that seems illegal and then in kc it's gonna be like negative five negative ten for yeah, when Tua comes in for the game that's, yeah Absolutely hammer the Chiefs, by the way, on that one. But that's about how cold we started last year betting UFC uh, to start the 2023. We're like, yeah, we're going to start this year hot. and We got fucking cooked. So I think uh, I think we should definitely get off to a much better start. Even if we break even, that's fine. I just want to I want to see a little bit of green. No more red, just a little bit of green. Um, we're starting off with some green. Johnny Walker out of Brazil. Hell yeah. And Nikolai running this back. Nikolai and Copper also running back a fight that they had. A couple of years ago in the co-main event, you don't really see that uh, too often. I think that might have been like Cop's first fight in the UFC. So uh, Jim Miller, Gabriel Benitez, two just absolute vets of the sport. And then um, I mean, you, you have a bunch of randomness mixed in, but I think you're seeing with how many fighters get signed. Uh, sometimes the cream does rise to the top, but also some. I mean, you have to put somebody at the beginning of these cards, right? So you're going to see Weston Wilson. You're going to be like. Damn, I thought he got cut after the first fight because he shouldn't even have had a first fight. And you're going to see other guys that just kind of linger around. But, dude, Josh, Joshua Van Felipe Bunis starting off this card is not bad. Then you roll into Tom Nolan, who's got a lot of hype behind him. He's only born in 2000, only has six fights, but he looks pretty electric. Gene Silva's decent. Lapalus Basharat, Marcus McGee. These are on the prelims of a fight night that you know nobody really cares about or is talking about. I just think you're going to see a lot more uh, – Depth on these UFC cards in 2024. Not that there was it in 23, but I mean, seeing McGee and some of these guys on the prelims, kind of, I mean, dude, Semmelsberger on the prelim. I know he's fallen on hard times of late, but that's that's kind of exciting. I don't know. There's a yeah, there's a lot of I- intriguing fights. I would say not you know big time name value, but when you are a hardcore like we are, and we go through all these, we're like, wow, this actually isn't that bad, and that comes from a place where we have seen, especially towards the end of 2023, we saw some bad, bad cards getting put out there where we would watch some really bad 10, 11, 12 fight nights where there was just like maybe one fight that you somewhat cared about. It was was a tough time. But, Ty, before we get into that card, I wanted to talk about some of the fight news that has been made recently. Uh, Fights being made, fights being discussed, fights being talked about. But the number one in my brain, UFC 299, Dustin Poirier versus Benoit Saint Denis, man, five rounds, Our five boy. rounds, co-main event. 
How, dude, uh, that is a- about as good as it gets for a, a card. You want to talk about? We-, we we kept hyping up three hundred and talking about how oh man, that's going to be a great card. I, I you know, we're, we're, what what are they going to do? They're going to make a big splash. This is going to be incredible. And honestly, turns out that it's probably not going to be that good. And that well, I shouldn't say that good. It's not going to be as good as two ninety nine is going to be because two ninety nine has some absolute bangers on there. Headlined Bro, by O'Malley, O'Malley and Cheeto Vera. Dustin Poirier, Benoit Saint-Denis, Curtis Blades, Jalton Almeida. I mean, Gamrat Dos Anjos. Uh, I mean, it goes on and on and on. Yeah, like all these are just there. Like this is just Gilbert Burns, Jack Della, Peter Yan, Song Yudong. Like MVP. MVP, Kevin Holland. Like it's it's ridiculous. Michel Pajeda is getting in there as well. So like that, there's no way in my mind that that card itself is going to be better than 300. But I did just want to talk about – Hal, Dustin Poirier, I'm happy that he actually is getting back in there. It's a rough, uh, you know, took took a, a good amount of time off after that head kick knockout, which I think was a good thing to do. But I got to say, Ty, maybe he may have made a mistake getting in there with uh, Benoit. But I guess this is going to be a pretty good fight. This is a huge test for Benoit Saint-Denis. Yeah, this is uh, talk about one of your favorite fighters against one of your least yeah. favorite fighters. Uh, I was actually shocked to see that Benoit was the uh, betting favorite to open up. Now, by the time we get there, who knows? It could be minus 250 for uh, for Dustin. But coming off of that head kick, yeah, I'll be very interested to see how he looks. Um, what is he? Isn't he 35, right? He's, he's up there in age, so let's see real I think he just quick. turned 34. Just oh. turned 34, January 9th. Oh, he turns 35 in a week. Oh, okay. That's right. So there's that, there's that age, 35, creeping up, just like Volk and – a couple others we're going to look forward to this year that are starting to get up there in age. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, the head kick was what? It was only a couple months ago, but I guess it'll be about six, seven months before he fights Benoit. So it gives him enough time. It's not too quick of a rebound. And, uh, I mean, he's getting somebody that he probably looks at and he probably thinks like, oh, you know what, this, he's young. Uh, he's 28, right? He's, he's me and you, our, our age. He... Um, he doesn't have that much experience. He hasn't really been tested. He hasn't really been pushed. Uh, I mean, how many times has he went uh, past the second round in his career? Just once uh, or just just twice. So he probably thinks that he can teach him a vet lesson. I, maybe he can, honestly. I, I was, again, surprised to see that Dustin was not the opening favorite. I feel like I, I, I kind of want to stay away because it's a very volatile matchup. I think Dustin's boxing is is very good, obviously. I think he can piece up. Benoit on the feet. Benoit gets hit a lot. He gets pieced up by guys, uh, you know, that are not even ranked. Yeah. So it's definitely a possibility, but he's also improving every fight. Um, You know, I know Dustin's not a slouch on the ground, but Benoit has this explosiveness and just uh, different. He he has this X factor that I don't think Dustin has. And, uh, you know, Dustin can be hit. How many times did Connor sneak some shots in in the fights that he lost to Dustin? There was shot. There was time. I mean, somebody just did a. I forget who it was. Did a whole tweet thread about it, and there's a lot of shots that that before Dustin was kicking Connor's leg, he was sneaking in there. So the explosiveness and the one punch knockout ability, the the absolute storm that is brought upon you out of nowhere from BSD is is definitely something I'm going to look forward to. Also, the kicking game, also, just just the way he starts. Fights, he comes out of the gate chaos. and he still kicks. Yeah. Absolute chaos off the rip. Not to say Dustin won't be ready or won't be prepared. He's smart. He's, he's, I mean, look at some of the guys 
he's fought. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Connor multiple times, Gaethje, Chandler, Oliveira. The last guy, the last what, one, two, three, four of his opponents are Hall of Famers. Five, six, seven, seven of his last eight, even like he, he's fought all different styles, all different kinds of guys. This is just a much different opponent that he's never faced. Uh, maybe he runs through him, maybe he doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Honestly, I might go Benoit, and I think I, I have to. Me and you both have to. Yeah, um, yeah. No, so I think yeah. I'm with you. I I I understand the the hesitancy or trepidation with maybe taking a Benoit Saint Denis in this spot, but you know, there's a lot of time between now and then, so we we still have some time to lock our bets in, but. I got, I will say though, Ty, I don't like that he is a minus one fifty, as high as one sixty favorite. So like, I, I don't crazy. That seems a little odd. So I would like to see what the line looks like, maybe closer to the fight. Uh, I am concerned though, because I've seen Benoit. He didn't take a shot, but I mean, this is five, he's never been in a five round fight. You know, where I mean, in in his UFC career, he hasn't been scheduled for five rounds. I don't believe. So uh, this is a another you know adjustment. This is going to be a big time card. A big spot for him to be in. Can he handle that pressure of fighting a you know UFC legend in Dustin Poirier? Uh, I don't know. You know that that's a factor that uh, that plays into this. Uh, is Dustin going to fall off a cliff? I mean, it's hard to come back from getting knocked out like that. You know, some guys just are never the same after going through a traumatic brain injury like that. So who knows what like what who's or who's going to look like what or what's going to happen? You don't know. But if I had to make a bet right now, I'm probably going to take Benoit. I think the wrestling and the grappling will come into play or be a factor. Like you said, he's Dustin may be no slouch on the ground, but it seems that he has a tendency or uh, there's a possibility of him getting overpowered on the ground or just getting just ending up on his back, a la Charles Oliveira, who's not exactly the most powerful wrestler, but got him to the ground and held him down for you know portions and. Benoit is just, he's dangerous. He's dangerous in all facets of the game. So that's why I worry uh, for Mr. Dustin Poirier. But it's going to be an exciting fight. I can't wait. Um, how about Charles Oliveira, Armin Sarukian? That's, I believe, is a not even the co-main. I think it's just on UFC 300. They didn't say that there's going to be a couple title fights added. We'll talk about, you know, they got Jan and uh, uh, Zhang Weili on that uh, fight, or on, on that card. It's going to be, the I think, the first ever Chinese versus Chinese championship fight, I believe, is what uh, Dana White said. So that's pretty, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, uh, with the Oliveira and Sarukian fight, uh, I, I this was a little. I mean, uh, not shocking. I guess it's it's a good fight to make. But this is another one where Sarukian's a minus one eighty favorite against Charles Oliveira. That's, uh, I mean, that's, that's shocking even more. Shock that's way more shocking. I would say the yeah. other one. I, I guess I will. You know, I do. I do. Um, I did like. Armin's last win a lot, yeah. but I, I don't know. I, I think this is a much – we saw what Charles did to Benil, so I um, I don't know. That is really <laughs> – that's really risky, but I guess I guess Charles is 34. He turned – he just turned 34. Armin's surging as of late. It's, it's pretty much, you know, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. But – and I guess predicting the future, projecting how they will improve, and I think Armin is going to keep making – Making improvements. I think Saru, uh, Islam has already said that he wants to fight the winner of this fight at the end of the year. Poor and then Gaethje. whoever. Every, he's, I think he said he wants to fight Gaethje too, though, no? 
I think I, so. I, I think so, but uh, I think it's like uh, Gaethje in June, Saruki and Oliver winner in November, February twenty twelve versus anybody twenty twenty five versus he said anybody. Oh uh, well, so, Saruki thinks he's fighting him in the summer. I saw a quote today that was like, you know, Gaethje's gonna have to wait, and I'm like, uh oh, well, uh, that's gonna crazy. Be a, there's gonna that's, be a little bit of issues here. That's yeah, that's crazy when you still have yet to fight Charles Oliveira, who has like the most finishes in UFC history. So. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, and I don't want Armin to get ahead of himself. I mean, he's been calling for that Makachev rematch pretty much since the fight first fight happened. So just a little, you know, yeah. let's slow down a little bit. I, I 100% agree with you and your um, kind of confusion about the opening odds. But again, opening odds, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people, including myself, would definitely fancy a bet on Charles Oliveira, especially yeah. inside the distance. I mean, we've seen Armin have some kind of, uh, you know, limitations. Rocked. He's only 5'7". Uh, yeah, he's been rocked a couple times. The Gamrot win, or the Gamrot loss, I should say, wasn't great. Like, if you're, you know, if you're um, scouting or, or thinking about putting a bet on Oliveira, that's something you look at. Um, the Alvarez w- one was fine, but even the Joaquin Silva fight, which was very recently, that was, that was what, in the summer, right? In June or I something. So, yeah. So, we saw him do the chicken dance in that fight. Like, imagine what happens if Charles Oliveira just comes forward right out the gate with with his Muay Thai, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I think I would favor Oliveira there heavily. The problem is Sarukian has shown that he has some finishing power and finishing ability, and now he is starting to uh, really just level up. And we, we've seen Oliveira all throughout his career. At the very beginning of his career, he used to just quit. So yeah. his durability is not great. Again, he's only getting older. But, man, I, I think I would probably favor him at least, like at least in, in a closely lined fight. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, I think it, like if I was making the line myself, it would be like a Saruki minus one thirty, one one thirty fives. So it's not that big of a difference. But like I look at some of these, like Fanduel has one eighty on here. That's that nuts. just seems too hefty for me. So like that would be right away. You scream! I'm betting Oliveira, even if I don't, you know, have a hundred percent faith. It's just a better number, and uh, I think you're getting good odds on it. So I think that's just the way to go. But. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much everything that I wanted to get out uh, of the fight news. I don't think there's been really anything else. I mean, there was a whole announcement of a bunch of fights. We talked about that last time, the Prohoshka and all the... Marvin Vittori, Brennan Allen, what do you think about that? Uh, I think it's a matchup of two similar similar skilled guys. I'd probably take Vittori in that one if I wow. had to make a pick. I just think the Brendan Allen's whole game is just going to the ground. And I think he's going to have a tough time going to the ground against Vittoria. Vittoria has had a lot of experience against kickboxers and strikers and stuff like that. So I, I, I don't know. What are you cracking? I gotta, up s- <laughs> I, <laughs> I gotta send you this tweet. So, uh, Walter Walker, he's getting a fight. Oh, Boom, let's go. Back, baby. April 6th. He will be fighting Lucas Brzezinski, but dude, you gotta see the picture they use for, it looks like he has no neck or something. Like I don't. I just sent you the tweet. Uh, Big Marcel tweeted it. Walter Walker looks. I mean, dude, he looks. I don't know. It looks like he literally has no neck, or so, or maybe it's hidden. But and then the background's black. It's so it's so odd of a fight. But at least we're getting his debut against Brzezinski, a guy he can definitely definitely beat. Um, there's a couple other fights. Raul Rosas. You see it? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> it looks crazy. But um, so obviously we're excited idiot. for that. Yeah, we're, we're excited. Do the chicken dance at some point. Yeah, he's co- he might not even get time to do the chicken dance. He might just go to sleep. So Raul Rosas is getting Ricky Tercios. Easy win there. I mean, Jesus Christ. Oh, Joel Alvarez, Ludovic Klein. That should be a banger. Uh, 
Chris Wyman. I mean, this is just this is just sad news. But Bruno Silva, Chris Wyman in Atlantic City. I hope you're there. Hopefully, I'm there. Hopefully, we're both there. I, I look up the StubHub. I don't think they're even on sale yet. But I saw the StubHub probably five thousand. They were yeah. two hundred and forty dollars to get into the building. I said, okay, I will be. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching it somewhere else. Yeah, it's, that's uh, crazy, it's right. man. How much did you pay? Do you remember for your? Ticket in Jersey when Gaethje was the main event against Barboza. Uh, I remember how much I paid, and I was in a suite. Well, not in, but in, I, th- I mean, I guess I, in a suite. I don't even really remember because I don't think he told me the actual price because he knew I wouldn't go. So I think it was like it had to be two hundred at least. Yeah, mine was around. I want to say somewhere in the one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty range. Yeah, the fact that you can't even get into the building at that price anymore anywhere is crazy because I remember I was pretty close. So, um, yeah. no, it, it, I don't know if we'll be there. I don't know if we'll be there anymore. I don't know if I, the I will not be there no matter fights, what. The, yeah, <laughs> I will be home no matter what. But <laughs> I think that the time of going to fights might be over. Might be over. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if we can pull this off anymore. The Miami one I saw is like six hundred just to get in That's to the, the thing, you know, like, very very top. Listen, been to a few of them. You've been to a few of them. They're great. They're a great time. They're not that much of a great time. You know, like, no, no. You, you honestly, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I have almost as much fun watching them at home than I, than I do going to the event. You get my much better experience. You, when the fight's over, you can get up and go do something. You know, you can go get a beer, go uh, partake in whatever, you know, uh, things you like to do, whatever, whatever, however you get through these fight nights, ladies and gentlemen. I don't judge, but you can go do them as opposed you to You can't paying. really smoke a blunt. In the in the stands, no, right? I mean, I guess you could ish, yeah, maybe, not but really though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's no ass. Not after you paid six hundred dollars to get in, you're you're a little worried that things might. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Really so I, with your head going out the I, door, so yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. So yeah, there's a couple fights made. That was um, those were a couple of them. I don't know if we have any more. Just ones to know. I'm gonna look. Uh, oh yeah, what, what do you think about Charolampis, Gregorio, and Toshiyami Kazama? I don't have any thoughts. I have none, oh, none wait. at all. So, oh, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one I want to tell you. Carlos Olberg, Mister Sexy, gets Dominic Reyes. That's awesome. Yeah. AC, do Dominic Reyes and Chris Weidman on the same card in AC? Is that two funerals? What do you think? It has to be. Well, that, I mean, honestly, that being in AC makes me want to go just be, to see that happen. <laughs> I, I would like to pay my respects in person to Dom Reyes. I, I would love to see Dom Reyes shock the world, though. I feel horrible for that guy because he has fallen yeah. on tough times, but. And he arguably, I, I mean, I, I would say no, but arguably beat John Jones. So, and ever since then, it's just been all bad news. Yeah, I mean, his brother came back from a fifteen-year hiatus to get absolutely shelled. That was sad. Tough break yeah. for Alex. <laughs> that was the easiest bet I've ever made in my life. Yeah, take me back so I could have mortgaged a bunch of properties on Alex Ray's getting put out cold. But also, a fellow named Robellus Despagne or. Spain from Cuba. His nickname is the Big Boy. Six foot seven with an eighty-seven inch reach. I think the longest uh, ever in UFC history. He's. I think he, all of his fights or his last three fights. So his first fight went four fifty-four in the first. Right. Not sure what happened there. His next three went a combined fifteen, nineteen seconds. Yeah. Um, against the guy, guys who were combined one and zero. So I'm not really sure what we got him going from. Literally everybody he fought in his career, four fights, has been oh no, except for the last guy who was one and oh. He's a scary gentleman, man. Now he is very scary. He's also fighting Josh Parmesan. That's who he's getting in his debut. They're like, yeah, we couldn't get Parker Porter. We gotta call Josh Parisian. Uh, so I guess there's nobody really better 
to fight. I mean, Jamal, Josh Parisian got dominated by Jamal Pogues. So, like, he's all-time bad. Um, I guess the only person worse than him is Badeau, who I don't think is in the UFC anymore, or your boy Roki. So, yeah, that guy's going to be scary. To I mean, Seeing him in the cage is going to be like, I don't know. It's going to be terrifying. So hopefully he can prove something. He can show something. He's 35, right? Not young, but at heavyweight, I guess it doesn't matter. So we'll see what he can do. So on that note, Ty, we must get into UFC Vegas 84. 84, that's right. We've done 84 of these Apex cards, I believe. I don't know if that's even an accurate number for, from them, but that's what they're saying it is. So that's what, uh, you know what, whatever you guys say is good with me. We are opening up 2024 with a Magomed Ankalaev. Jo- that's right, Johnny Walker main event. Johnny Walker, Magomed Ankalaev 2. Not to, it, it does not include the fight that happened after their last fight. <laughs> In the cage. Uh, Ty was calling this uh, Ankalaev Walker 3, but they are not. The UFC is not officially recognizing that fight. That Dana White had to get into the cage and break up. They are doing this <laughs> officially. Uh, Johnny Walker says he's going to be robotic in there, and he is going to try and uh, basically just assault Magomed Ankalaev and take him out with uh, controlled aggression and things of that nature. And Magomed Ankalaev, that's right, he's not said much. You know, he doesn't have much to say other than the fact that he's probably going to fuck Johnny Walker up. And uh, you would, if you call him a liar, and then I, I dare you to say it to his face. So, Magomed Ankalaev is a minus 550, as high as 590 favorite, to Johnny Walker's plus 410, plus 390 uh, I'm wondering what were the odds for the last one? I, I mean, it seems like they've gone up big time since the last time. It was what around the 300, 260 to 300 range. Now it's uh, you know ballooned up to about like 400, 500. So I, I'm wondering what happened in the last. I mean, I did the the two minutes or three minutes that the fight lasted. Did that really convince people that this was going to be so much different? I don't know. I'm I I don't like anything here. To be honest, I, I I mean I like Ankalaev. He probably should get him out of there, but I, I just Johnny Walker is too volatile, and I don't know if there's going to be a number here that I'm going to feel comfortable betting with anything. Ankalaev inside the distance is minus two fifty. Uh, decisions plus four fifty. Maybe you could go like KO, which is minus two twenty five, or a submission, which is plus seven hundred. But I mean, what are the, really what are the chances of that? Because I don't think. Mr. Ankalaya fancies himself a submission artist, so I I don't uh you know he's got one submission in in his entire career. So, Ty, tell me other than maybe like a prayer uh, private life bet on Johnny Walker, what 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 could you take here? Uh, maybe a sh- I was gonna say a decision bet, but it's you know five rounds. Yeah, maybe if you're just trying to like pray something that doesn't happen happens, because I guess we've seen weird things happen in yeah. main events. I've had bad luck in main events, but. Uh, what fight went to the Jolton Almeida Derek Lewis fight? That fight going the distance. I was like, how? Like how? Yep. In what way? So maybe this one does, but this is a little different. I think. I mean, going back to their first fight, um, I think Ankalaev or um, yeah Johnny Walker, I should say, was doing pretty well with with some low kicks. I think that's what what was you know doing what Jan Blahovich did when he fought uh, Ankalaev, and it was working. Uh, he did get taken down, not for long. I think it was uh, it, it got stopped in the first round, right? Yeah, yeah it was early. He kicked, he kneed him in the head or whatever. Yes, um, and then he said something, and then the refs were like, "Yeah, all right, it's over." So that was the one where he said, "Where are you?" He said, "In the desert." 
and then he, they canceled the fight. <laughs> Not and, wrong. Yeah, he Not wasn't wrong. wrong. That's why I, I, we were so pissed because we we're like, dude, like you're, the guy you want. What do you want? GPS coordinates of where I'm at, buddy? I'm in the desert. I don't know. I'm, I'm in Abu Dhabi or something. I don't know. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in hell. I don't know, but just got kneed um, by this big ass Russian dude. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, come check back in like five minutes. That, that I get a lot. Break. Of. Yeah. That was um. Crazy. So I. I don't know. I don't know if there's really anything to bet here, but I do know that I have Mag- Magomed Ankalaev here. I, I don't know how. I want to say submission. I want to say he gets it to the ground and, and kind of just tries to tries to pound him out on the ground, honestly. He tries to finish him on the ground and just destroy him, and then Johnny Walker maybe flops around and gives him his back. Um, but uh, just, just, just to be safe, even though this – yeah, just to be safe, I guess. I'm going to go Ankalai TKO. I think he's going to find Johnny Walker's chin. He's going to rock him. But we've seen it happen so many times to him. He has improved. He is getting better. But I don't think that's really going to matter. I don't think your chin ever gets better. It just kind of, you know, you can either take a punch or you can. He just can't. His durability is a huge concern. I think he is a tough matchup for Ankalaev. I think he's always going to give Ankalaev some, some trouble, especially with those kicks. But, uh, you know, that athleticism. But... The, ankle, the only thing with Ankalaev, he just doesn't use his tools as much as he can, I think, is low volume, sometimes doesn't go for takedowns. So you're just you're left wondering, you know, how good, how elite is he or how good elite can he be? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But this is definitely the time for him to, to show it, knock Johnny Walker out, put his name in the mix for the uh, for the belt. So, yeah, yeah give me, uh, me Ankalaev TKO. No bet. No bet on the card? All right, I like that though. Minus one ninety. It's not a horrible number if you're going to bet something here. You have five rounds for a knockout. Then I, I could take that. But I am with you though. That, that what's you know what I am going to take that. I'm going to take Ankalaya minus one ninety on the card. I, I'm trying to take turn over a new leaf this year. Take some. And that's TKO. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll ride it with you. Yep, minus one ninety. I mean, you've changed my mind. Well, it's <laughs> like you know how many times do we last year I would look at my card. And, you know, I did, I did some self-scouting, guys. I, I wanted to let you know. And I would look, and I'd have so many, you know, plus money, plus money, plus money. And I see all these other guys who are online who are boasting these great records. And I see the things they bet, and they're like, yeah, uh, you know, three units on minus 300. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I, guess, I guess that's a way to win money, you know. But yeah, it, do, it doesn't seem like it's really fun to me. So I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and a couple new things, you know. Hey, but winning is always fun, right? You know, you see green, you're like, that's good. Exactly. I always even take green over red. Yeah, even if we're chipping away. You know, the thing that when you bet the big uh, numbers like this is that when one goes wrong, it's over. You know, your whole night, yeah. you have to hit every single one of these for it to be worth it. But uh, Ankalaev, TKO minus 190 is not bad. And like like you said, like I, I could see him getting maybe rocked or taken down and then just getting ground and pounded. And the submission would really hurt at, at plus 700. But maybe if you're... Feeling frisky out there, you could sprinkle a little bit on submission just to, you know, cover yourself. Yeah, who knows? I don't know what you people are up to, but uh, Manel Cop, Mateus, Mateus, Nicolau, is that how you say that gentleman's name? I believe so. Yeah. This is a rematch of a fight that happened in 2021, like you said. Uh, Mr. Cop, uh, it was one of his first UFC fights. I, I know he had, uh, what, one more before that? Or yeah, when he fought uh, Pantoja, Pantoja. Yes. So he fought. Yeah, I mean, this they really they just do? they threw Manel Cop into the fire when he got here, man. They they weren't playing around. But Manel Cop is a minus two ninety five, two ninety favorite against Nicolau here at plus two thirty. 
who a guy in Nicolau who won the split decision the last time this fight happened, which that's a pretty crazy line. But I guess you know lots of things have changed since the last time these guys fought. I mean, Nicolau has you know he lost to Brandon Roy Val, but before that he had won what six in a, you know a bunch in a row, six in a row I think. So. I don't really know where that number is coming from. It seems a little too uh, hefty for me, to be honest. And I don't know how how Manel Cop. You know, I mean, I I know he, I I would pick him to win just straight up. But I'm saying I don't know how he wins this in a you know where I can bet a prop here and maybe make some money. So I'm probably going to stay away from this. Yeah, I'll tell you how he does. He knocks him out. Okay. And I think Matias Nicolau is very very chinny. I think he's very susceptible to getting Ooh, hit. Hold on, I changed um, my mind. I would change my mind. I, I saw the TKO I mean, plus hey, 180. Yeah. Um, he's been KO'd three times. Uh, all of his losses have been by KO. Uh, Dustin Ortiz, way back in the day, knocked him out with a head kick. Um, and then I guess some guy named Pedro Nobre. I, I'm, not, I'm not too familiar with his game. 22-7-2, The Rock. Yeah. That's not Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? It could be. Okay. But um, And they all happened in the first round. And I, I think when he fought the, the first time when he fought Manel Cobb, that fight kind of sucked ass. Um, I, I remember the first round being absolutely boring. It was getting booed. Uh, Nicolau got a couple takedowns, but nothing really crazy. I think he tried to take his back, or he did take his back. Um, and then it was just, you know, n- nothing really happened. Cobb was still getting used to, you know, not fighting with, uh, shoes, with on. shoes on. Yeah. Uh, you know, the referee having earpieces, this whole, this whole extravagant thing. That was completely different than fighting in the UFC. Different rules, different you know, different kinds of uh, corruption. So uh, I I got him here. I think he's been rolling lately. I know it's just two decisions, but it's four wins total. Great flying knee, two first round finishes, and then uh, and then two good decisions. So yeah, I, I mean he probably thought he won that first fight. You know, he's a little uh, a little delusional. He's not the smartest guy. Well, you know, cop. But uh, like I said, he's starting to get more comfortable in the cage. Uh, I think he's the better striker. I think he has more power, much more durability. I think he has Nicolau covered on the feet. I will say Nicolau, you know, does have better grappling. I think he's probably going to look to outgrapple, but I mean, Cop's getting better, and he was two and nine. Nicolau was on takedowns in the first fight, so I think Cop probably can at least stave him off and 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 stay away and you know keep separation and uh, land something big. I think something with his hands, he could. Could land a kick. It does. I'm not really sure. He does love flying knees, um, and Nicolau was just knocked out with a switch flying knee. So, man, I, I think a first round, second round knockout, maybe even third round. I don't know what round. I'm not good with doing that. But yeah. I will say, I think Mel Cop knocking Mateus Nicolau out is one of the things I'm feeling most confident about. So you can put that put that on the card for me. Uh, I'll ride with you. You know, I, 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 I once I saw that plus one eighty TKO plus one eighty, I was like, okay, yep. Because uh, I, I mean, if you look at my uh, history, I'm big time Manel Cop better. I, I bet him pretty much every time. I just didn't like how big of a favorite he was. I figured if they were gonna have him win, that it would have been, you know, that that TKO would have been closer to even money. But I guess they're they're kind of stuck on him, you know. I guess with the decision, they it seems like they really don't know. What's going to happen between TKO or decision? Because it's kind of the same number on both. Uh, TKO is a little bit favorited. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah, I, because I, Nicolau will or Cop will be low volume, right? He will yeah, kind of just for look sure. for the big shot or the big combo. But still, man, I, I don't know. I think these guys are kind of they're going to engage and uh, they're gonna they're gonna trade. And I think Nicolau gets sloppy in there, and once he gets hit, I think he's kind of like his girlfriend. I think he's very chinny. 
And I think, um, Who's yeah, girlfriend? I think Mel Cobb's, um, Luana Pinheiro. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, give me uh give me cop first round, uh, not first round by TKO. TKO first round for cop is plus three fifty. Not that not that bad. That's not that bad. So, yeah, I mean that's um, not enough for me to bet though. I would need it. To no, be, uh, I would need a little bit more. Six hundred, seven hundred range for me, especially with the guy that we're talking about because he's not like you said, not exactly high volume, but has been knocked down the thir- first round three times. I don't know. Hey, how you doing? Uh, how talk about how you doing? New Jersey zone. A ten, Jim Miller, getting in there, but you know, I thought I thought they were going to save him for three hundred, but I guess I'd say we're just going to throw him out here on the fight night. Maybe, maybe he can maybe. turn around. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't get uh, flatlined by yeah. Moogly. Gabriel Benitez. Uh, he's a minus one forty two favorite. That being Jim Miller, uh, minus one thirty five on. Uh, I think that's the lowest that you can get him. Betway has him at minus one fifteen. That's pretty wild. I don't know what's going on there. Shout out to Betway, but. Quick, uh, uh, quick shout out to Ankalaev. He got his uh, fifty USADA clean test jacket. There you today, go. So. Good. We wanted to make sure we snuck that in. There <laughs> he's not dirty. He probably didn't say a word when they gave it to him. Yeah. He probably just sat there and was like, "All right, yeah." Somebody yeah, did. probably threw it on the ground yeah, afterwards. He's so. like, "This is not the UFC title." And they're like, "Okay." Yeah. Also, USADA's not a thing anymore. So what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. They 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 announced some other clean fight or some yeah. organization. I truly don't care. It. Yeah, I I don't care at all. So I, let him piss off. Just whatever, uh, you know. I Connor, Connor, somebody commented on one of the uh, YouTube clips we had, and uh, it was like Connor's head standing next to uh, Chandler, and they were like, "Dude, his head looks like Joe Rogan's head these days." I'm like, "Yeah, know, it does." Barry dude. Bonds he looks head. like a big fucking guy, but uh, minus one forty five, one thirty five. Uh, Gabriel Benitez is plus one twenty uh, underdog. Uh, I like Jim Miller here. Uh, that this was uh, one of the ones I like, just because the level of competition that Gabriel Benitez has fought and lost to, and, and and beat, honestly, I should say, is not that high level, man. You know, like his last win was against Charlie Ontiveros, and that was over a year. How ago. How long ago was that? It yeah, was over that was a year a while ago. ago. So yeah, like that's our boy. That's my boy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Charlie O. Charlie O. The, the real Charlie Olives. The, the real Charlie O has to go. That, that, that's the American <laughs> bad boy. He's 11 and 9. And uh, yeah. that's that's not going to do much for me. Before that, a loss to David Onama and Billy Quarantillo, which, you know, I don't hold that against him all that much. He beat Justin Janes, you know? Oh, my God. So that's what I'm saying. Omar, he lost to Omar also, these Morales. these are all 145, right? I think so. So he's moving up. I think yeah, also, a lot of these was at one was at 155, um, but I don't think any of the other ones were. Uh, yeah, that I, I, right? I'm, I'm almost positive that you're right. Yeah, so that's that's crazy. So I mean, moving up at a at the 35, if they're taking a lot of damage, I mean, you you do you think your chin gets better because it doesn't, right? So I don't know, man. What do you? I'm eager to see what you think because I think I got Jim Miller no matter what. I want to rush to bet his money line. He was a pick 'em, or the the fight was a pick 'em. Originally, I, I wish that's something we also have to be like. We, we're going to have to start betting Monday. Monday, we're going to have to start like throwing in a little bet. Yeah, something we're going to be like, yo, just a quick off the top. What, who do we think should be the favorite? Boom. I don't know. We're going to have to get ahead of these uh, these line movements. So we're going to become sharp. Twenty twenty four. We we should um, we fucking bet this enough. We might as well. But yeah. So Jim Miller, seven KOs, nineteen submissions in his career. Right. You're thinking that's how he's going to get it done. He's probably going to get the sub. I would, I would also agree if this fight finds any kind of grappling exchange. Um, Benitez has been subbed twice. Um, I'm trying to think of the last time he was subbed. It's been a long, 
long, long, long time. So not in the UFC or not against anybody we know. But still, I mean, Jim Miller will t- submit anybody, right? He'll 2013. Crazy. 2013, he got hooked. But he Back got heel hooked by Richard Villa. All right, I remember that fight. Um, but last, the last couple finishes, three of um, three of Jim Miller's last four finishes have been KO. What are you yeah. laughing about? Now, the, 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 I just clicked on the guy's picture. I like, come on, how do you lose that <laughs> well, guy? You know, but I, uh, hold on, I got to, I got to go to it. Yeah, I gotta go find to Richard Villa while you're at it. But so yeah, I think I'm with how you. Do you get, does KO or something? What do you got? Uh, oh I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, if I was gonna, if if I'm, you know me, man. If I'm battling back and forth between that decision, then I'm just gonna take inside the distance at plus one thirty. Yeah, and uh, I'll just uh, I'll deal with it, you know. But if I was, if you forced me to answer that question, I bet submission. Uh, I I would because interesting. Uh, even a couple of these fights, it, well, you know, you know, that scares me. It's like you know, Billy Quarantillo punches from back control, so it's like he had his back. But wouldn't give his neck up. Would rather have just Billy, turtled up. Right. And, and, Billy Q, though, I guess you think would, is more likely to try to kill somebody with his hands than Jim Miller. True. But also, Jim Miller kind of has that one hitter quitter nowadays, right? We saw what he yeah, did man. to to your boy Jesse Butler in his last fight. Um, that was like twenty. Yeah, <laughs> that was like twenty three seconds, I think. Right. Oh, he um, guy. Yeah, Eric Gonzalez also at the beginning of the second round. Nicholas Moda too. Guys that are chinny, right, have been knocked out before. Gabriel Benitez is the same way, man. I, I think yeah. Jim Miller comes out, puts him out. I'm not, I just don't know how. So I kind of want to just, you know, I kind of want to be a pussy and take Jim Miller money line. So I'm going to go Jim Miller money line before it goes up anymore. Um, I will also put a small play on sub. Okay. So that's off the books. Uh, a little uh, submission. A bet. little off the book action, yeah. I think I I'm going like to take that. a little sub maybe, you know, put in a – a prop bet parlay. Hopefully, uh, DraftKings can come down to Florida maybe in 2024. Probably not, but um, maybe I'll have to contact you to talk to your guy down the street. Yeah, talk Joey, to my guy, Frankie FanDuel. You know, uh, we'll see <laughs> see what, what he's got uh, cooked up. But uh, I got Jim Miller inside the distance plus 130. You have Jim Miller money line minus 115. That's the lowest you could get, and that's pretty good. Shout out to Betway. Uh, I like that. Let's go Betway. Betway's got some bad odds on here, so we're going to try and take yeah. advantage of that. <laughs> but Everybody sign up. Yeah, everyone sign up now. I don't even know. I don't think I have that, but I might have to this weekend. How about Ricky Simone, the the boy? When's the last time he's been out there? It feels like uh, not that long ago. Right? Oh, I guess almost a year. Uh, last April. He got knocked out by Song Yudong in the fifth round. Yeah, I do yeah, recall yeah. that. That that I was a, that that the main, main event. event. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's that's probably why we don't recall it because we were just checked out of that card. He's fighting Mario <laughs> Bautista. This is a great fight. It truly is. Mario Bautista's got. He's got five in a row wins. Uh, I don't think who's ranked here. Is it Simone who's ranked or is anybody ranked? I feel like. I feel like Ricky should be ranked. If not, these are two guys who are like on on the cusp. If they're not ranked in the top fifteen, then they're in the top twenty. Like they are right outside that top fifteen. Uh, odds wise, though, I got I got to pull that up. We got minus one eighty five for Ricky Simone to a plus one fifty five. Nice to Mario Bautista. Uh, this tie right off instinct when I when I saw this line, I I, I thought. You know, I, I'm going to bet, or I, even when I saw this fight before I saw the line, actually, I thought, I'm going to bet the underdog. Whoever this is, I'm probably going to bet the underdog. And I'm shocked that it's this much of an underdog. Is it just, do they believe that Ricky's just going to kind of overpower him in the wrestling department? 
Yeah, I think Mario Bautista's takedown defense being, I think, 56%. Yeah. Not not great. I think he's, you know, he's got good knees, good boxing, but sometimes I think I think he might even be a step behind Ricky Simone. Ricky Simone has sneaky hand power, very explosive and quick, good athlete. Um, but it's really about the the wrestling jiu-jitsu combination here with, with Ricky Simone. Yeah, I think he's going to be able to take him down, <clears throat> maybe finish him, but... I'm not sure. I think this is going to be a dogfight. I think it, it probably goes the distance. Uh, I'm not sure how Mario is going to get this win or where he, what he needs to do or where he needs to take this. But either way, I think it's going to be close, right? I think it's going to be very, very close. Maybe he sneaks, steals a round. I, I don't know if he can steal two rounds, though. That's the problem. Maybe he looks to uh, knock out uh, Ricky Simone and try to try to put it on him with his hands and, and strike him because Ricky has been knocked out twice. Remember, uh, Uriah Faber set him out. Bad. Yeah. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um also, maybe he let him do it, right? Maybe it was a maybe it was a sneaky play Keep that we dive. didn't know. Maybe he had money on it. Allegedly. Right? Maybe, yeah. Who knows? But um, yeah, I think Ricky gets it done here. Uh, he was on a five fight heater right before he lost to Song Yudong. Remember, he exposed Jack Shore, um, beat yeah, Sun Tzu with a nice, nice. Uh, I think it was an uppercut. Um, Gaetano Perello, my cousin, beat him with an arm triangle. Hey. Uh, went to a split with Ray Borg, but again, that was that was twenty twenty. I think he's gotten a lot better. He's 31 in the, in the prime of his career now. Uh, Mario Bautista, he's 30. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, two forces colliding, I think. Two guys really at the top of their game, at the peak of their game. They, they both have some good wins, uh, some good finishes that just happened recently. Remember, uh, Mario got finished by Trevin Jones. He's bounced back very well since that happened. So, yeah, I think uh, – I don't think I have anything because I don't know what I – I can't really predict Ricky at all. You know, sometimes he gets pieced up with the hands, and then he starts throwing the hands. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think the Song Yudong fight. I think he was just kind of outside of his elements. Song Yudong is different, man. He's he's a lot different, and he still hasn't even peaked yet. So yeah, yeah. Give me Ricky Simone to win. Uh, I would like to take his money line if that's a thing, but I think I'm probably going to stay away from that. Maybe I could, par- maybe I would parlay it with with somebody else. Maybe like with an ankle live or or a cop. Somebody if you're confident in, or maybe like. Waldo Cortez Acosta, somebody deep down in the card, uh, just to add a little bit to the money line. But yeah, I don't have any official play. I do. I am Uh-oh. going to take Ricky Simone decision plus one forty-five. Uh, I- I'm with you on it being close. That's where I uh, I-, I just look at like Damon Blackshear. He, he fought uh, Mario Bautista last time out, and it was a unanimous decision loss for Mister Blackshear, but. If you remember correctly, that was the week that he fought, I think, like, back-to-back weeks. And that was, like, his yeah. second fight. And he had easy su- uh, success taking him down early in that fight. So that's why I was like, yeah. you know. They put up numbers on, on Bautista. Yeah, if you give a Ricky Simone, who I would say is a more, uh, probably a better wrestler, just uh, just strictly wrestler, then I think he's going to have success taking him down. And even if Bautista's able to get up, I think Simone's going to win enough minutes of this fight to secure the decision, so. He almost gets six takedowns per 15 minutes, Ricky Simone. So, yeah, yeah it's crazy, crazy volume, crazy chain wrestling. Uh, yeah, I'm with you 100%. I worry that it might get finished, but, you know, what are you, you going to do? You can't, you can't be, you know, crying over spilled milk, as some people would say. How about Phil? I would cry over spilled milk. I would, too. I don't ever, never understood that saying. Uh, you, know, why, <laughs> why, you know, why? It's gone. The milk's gone. Why can't I cry for a little bit and then just move yeah. on with my day? But Phil yeah. Halls, Bruno Fajeda, the Hulk. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. He is back after getting 
it just eliminated, it eviscerated <laughs> off the planet by Nurselton, Ruse Boy. They both were. That's our boy. We can't wait to see him back. Dude, man. When, I fucking does he have a fight? Uh, I, I thought he, he had did, one, but he got... then it got canceled or something. He had visa issues or something along uh, those lines. Yeah. Well, you know. It happens, you know. But I thought he lived here. I thought he trained in Philly, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, so did he was, I. maybe he was hopping back for a he was second. supposed to fight Kyle. Oh, oh that's man. right. Kyle that would have been sick. No, I would have been. I would have took Kyle. I love Kyle. I don't know. I probably would have stayed away. I probably would have backed out. But uh, you got a bet on Nurselton Black. Phil Halls, like you said, uh, he um, plus one fifteen. That's pretty. I mean, I, this seems like a uh, round one and done here for whoever's going to win this fight. This is Somebody, a yeah. two guys who throw bombs. And Phil, no hype Halls. I don't. Not That's quite sure. Thing. Yeah, I'm not quite sure where that. After a couple knockouts, yeah, he's just, like, Yo, no hype, no, no more. hype, no more hype. Don't talk about me. Uh, he got, yeah, he got knocked out twice. He destroyed Duran DC win, and uh, you know he got destroyed by Chris Curtis. You know he beat Chris Dawkins. Imavov was a nice win back. That was today, a good win. But it, he is not that guy from the, those times. It seems uh, he took a good amount of time off. You know after his last fight, I think an eight month layoff. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe he uh, advanced his game a little bit. But Ty, you know how old he is? He's 35. It's not a, not yeah. a good sign. I think he just turned 35. Uh, happy birthday. But uh, Bruno Fajeda is, you know, listen, Nurselton, you know, he's not fighting a guy who has an 88-inch reach, okay, or however long that guy's fucking arms are. It's not – he's not fighting that kind of guy this time. He's fighting a normal human being, although he may throw hammers. Uh, you know, Mr. Hulk does as well. He, although Phil Halls has a five-inch reach advantage on him, five and a half, and a half yeah. yeah, that's a that may, might be concerning. But I, I guess I'll ask you, Ty, what you like here. I, I don't know. I, I probably would take Fajeda. Yeah, uh, this is tough. I think neither guy has a good chin. Yep. Um I think we saw Fajeda kind of get. We haven't seen. We didn't see it much because he didn't really fight anybody. Kind of shocked the world when he beat RoboCop, but then. Ruzaboa hit him with a huge, huge counter right, and then just I think he was pretty much out from there. And they both went to sleep in their last fight, right? Ikram Alskarov sent sent Phil hey, Phil Hall's down like a ton of bricks, and then uh, before that, Roman Delize, remember what he did to him yeah. before he tore before he knocked him out, he tore his ACL. So yeah, I mean he's had he's had a rough go of it lately. So he was winning that Chris Curtis fight too, man. He was doing real well, but all it takes is him to get bonked once, and he's done. I would really be interested to see if he tries to go wrestling heavy, try to introduce that kind of uh, style. Because he has that college wrestling background, and he has elite power, but he just has no chin like at all. The, the problem is Fajera is also chinny. He has a judo background, but he's a kind of short, stocky. I think his build and, uh, and style leads to cardio issues. Um, also, I, um, I think he looks a little uncomfortable in there sometimes. I don't know. Just, just the way he moves, it could be it's not aesthetically pleasing, I guess, if what I'm trying to say. But I, I really want Phil Halls to bounce back here. I really think he can. I just don't know if he will. Um, I guess Phil Halls, KO, TKO, plus 165. I, I'm going to stay away from this just because I have no idea. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go with my heart. I'm not going to try to – I'm not going to just lose money because I'm like, yeah, Phil Halls, he's not going to get knocked out again. And then he does. I'm like, wow, I'm an idiot, right? So – yeah. Um, I'm gonna stay away. I'm I'm really rooting for Phil Halls. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Phil Halls to win by TKO. Uh, how many t- I mean, does he have? Any subs? He only has two. So, yeah, I think he's gonna come out here and try to put it on Bruno Fer- Ferreira early. He is a good starter. He's always started hot. You know, just keeping his hands, keeping that boxing range up, and and kind of just getting into a flow. 
And I think that's really going to disrupt and, and, and bother Bruno. And I think Bruno's going to try to do something. He's going to get caught with a straight right, maybe a counter hook, and he's going to go down hard. And if he, if he doesn't go out, Phil Hall's on top of him. That's, that's probably the end of it. Yeah, I'm going to go Bruno Fajeda, round one, TKO, plus 255. Ooh. That's just my move here. Do you, you want anything on the card? No, sir. I don't blame you. I, I wish I could stay away, but... I wanted to take the under, or at least the fight does not complete one round is minus 155. I would actually like that. I would fight, actually love fight that. Fight ends in round one is plus 205 here on uh, oh, wow. uh, Brett, Bet Rivers. So that rivers turn me up rivers Austin rivers Doc rivers one I don't understand it has like three different versions of it they're all the same wait no that that's minus one I don't understand that so I uh, don't acknowledge anything I just said because then there's one that's minus one thirty nine so well Bavada is minus one fifty five for the second round to not start so something whatever we want to got whatever you want to pen down for me let me know whatever no yeah do you want one of them yeah. I'll do. Uh, I uh, I don't know. I guess I'll give you the minus one. It doesn't make sense that they would have three different odds for the same thing. Maybe it's yeah. for a certain guy, and they just didn't write the name down. I don't. Uh, whatever. Somebody. I'll give you. I'll give you a minus one thirty. How about that? Does that Beautiful. Does, does that feel good? All right. Uh, we'll just go halls. Round one and. You want it to end in round one, right? I'm just making yes. sure. I want to clear it up with the people out there so that they know what their leader is betting. Because you, you, uh, some people have told me that you're a leader, dude. You know, I don't. Uh, that would be cool. If people start calling me a leader, I'd probably shut this podcast down immediately. Yeah, like, I don't know. If I, 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 anybody, I shouldn't be leading you. I, I, you shouldn't be listening to me, pal. Whoever you are, yeah, if you're there. following me, I don't know what to tell you. Your, your life is turned around in a bad way. So. <laughs> Andre, yeah, I mean, you got to go seek some fucking religious help or something <laughs> like that, or go, go see a therapist. But yeah, do a darkness retreat or an yeah, ayahuasca out, retreat. Something get away. Shout out to Aaron. Uh, Andre Arlovsky. Wow, the pit bull still fighting. I mean, he's got bull. he's got the 50, 56 professional fights. He's getting in there against Waldo Cortez Acosta, WCA. The uh the, the prime Greg Hardy, some people have called him, but sure. salsa boy even salsa boy. He's ten and one. <laughs> he is a minus seven fifty favorite against Andre Arlovsky. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. That's crazy. That's crazy. But like you know, I mean, Andre I get Arlovsky it. turns forty five in a month. For, not even two weeks, three weeks. Forty five. Fuck thirty five. He's like, yo, what's the age of demarcation? What about forty five? What are the odds? I'm a 45-year-old winning a fight. I'm like, bro, probably not high. I don't know, but yeah. I mean, he he's pretty cooked. Dude, the last two fights, Dante Mays and Marcos Algerio de Lima took him out yep. in different ways. But And before that, he, he had to eke out a split against Jay Collier and Jared Vandera. And even the Felipe and Chase Sherman fights, he had to go the distance. I mean, when's the last time he finished somebody? Let's see. Holy. Bro, Travis Brown back in 20. 20- 15. Hell yeah. The last time he finished somebody, Travis Brown was probably all sauced up. They probably both were all sauced up. Everybody was all sauced up. Um, before that was Bigfoot, who, you know, you have said should come back to the UFC. Of course. If he really wants to, you know, get another fight in there. His last fight, he didn't get knocked out, though. So he went the distance. <laughs> so at least that's good. I don't know, man. There you go. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think Waldo smokes him, but, like, is there any kind of line that you could even – Take it like well, let's yes. see what Waldo in the first round is. TKO is first round is plus two fifteen. Yeah, um, that's what I'm taking. What about, 
Uh, like TKO in general is like minus one e one sixty seven, one seventy five. So I mean that's not horrible if you were gonna maybe throw that in a parlay of some yeah. sort. But I'm just gonna stay away. We've we've seen some weirdness from WCA, right? He doesn't like low kicks. He is tough. I will say he's he's very tough. He has good cardio. He just doesn't chuck leg kicks like at all. He doesn't want to. But I don't think Andre Arlovski throws them. So I just think Arlovski had this like boxing cardio move around mobility style. That was like his game. He doesn't have any of those things anymore. They've all they're all gone. You don't yeah. have anything left, Thanos. All your all your stones are gone. So uh, I don't know what he's going to do here, right? He's, he's he's just cooked. It's all cooked for Mister AA against WCA. Yeah, give me a uh, Waldo to finish him sometime. I don't know about the first because sometimes Waldo will just bounce around, but it should be the first. Yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm, uh, I just I can't let it pass take by. Him. This is a moment in history that we want to be that I want to be on the right side of. So I am I going to take that. How about? I believe is Matthew Semmelsberger the next fight? Semi the Jedi. Hell yeah. Matthew Semmelsberger, Preston Parsons. Wow. How about it, man? The pressure. Preston Parsons. The pressure. That's terrible. Come on. <laughs> At least be like, you know. He got fucking hosed in that Trevin Giles fight. No, he did. No, yes, he, he did. did. Yes, no, he did. No. I'm pretty sure I had Preston Parsons in that fight, and he got. Or no, I bet you did. I think I had Trevin Giles, and I thought we lost, but then it nope, gave Trevin won, Giles baby. the win. Trevin, G- and, Trevin Giles outstruck him. That's all we need to say, right? Yeah, move whatever, on. Come man. on. That was listen. <laughs> just keep move on, man. Get let it go. HCHB paid off the refs. So judges. Here's the thing with this one. Uh, Semmelsberger's minus one twenty five, one thirty. I mean, if uh, really like if, on face value, Semmelsberger should be a bigger favorite than that. Like, if if Semmelsberger was the guy that we thought he should be or that he was trustworthy in any way, shape, or form, then, yeah. But, I mean, like, is there – can I, can you trust Semmelsberger at this point? I mean, he is a guy who no. gets in the wars. He gets knocked out. You know, like, I, what, what, like what, 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 what should I bet here? I want to bet Semmelsberger. I think if it's available, you should bet Matthew Semmelsberger to land a knockdown, right? He does that in all of his fights – the only fight he hasn't landed a knockdown was Chaos Williams and AJ Fletcher. So I'm, I don't know how he did knock the yeah. AJ Fletcher down, but um, knocked down Wells twice, Matthews three times, you know, and he lost to Wells and he lost to Euros Medic after he knocked him down. So I have no idea what to expect in this fight. The, I guess Preston I mean, Parsons really is going to try and take him down. I mean, he's got nine submissions on his record to for his yeah. ten wins, and he's never knocked yeah. anybody out. Yeah, so like, Semmelsberger's takedown defense, I don't like at all. I mean, I remember he fought, what's his name? Um, I think it was, who was it? He knocked him down and then got taken down right after. I think it might have been Jeremiah Wells or Jake Matthews. It was one of them. It wasn't Medich. You know, Medich also took him down, which we, you know, Alaskan FC guys taking down a UFC fighter is like ungodly. But, um... So that worries me a lot. Semmelsberger on his back, uh, and then Parsons on the feet. Right? It's, it, whoever gets their game off, Chan- uh, Chandler. <laughs> Chandler Parsons is not very good on his feet. No, I, he, he coincidentally is not either. But um, yeah, either is Johnny Parsons. But Preston Parsons, actually, Johnny Parsons is good on his he feet. Is pretty good, Preston yeah. Parsons, uh, his striking defense is just—it's not good at all. I think he has like a lot of heart, a lot of effort, but he just like kind of plods forward a lot. Um, he also cardio dumps with like that aggressive style of wrestling he uses. Like he'll aggressively come forward too. We saw that in the Evan Elder fight, even though Evan Elder 
was just up a weight class, just up against it, really. Um, and Parsons has been dropped before many times. It doesn't really deal well with adversity. So I, th- I think Semmelsberger, I think Semmelsberger is going to get it done. I just he have a lot a of win, questions. Man. Yeah, he needs a win badly. And I think this is a bounce back spot for him. Again, he hasn't really, you know, he knocks guys down and then he blows his chance, right? He gets taken down easily sometimes. Uh, his takedown defense, 50%, not great. But I guess Preston Parsons' takedown accuracy is only 33 in the UFC. Not great either, but um, yeah, I'm going to go with the bigger guy, the the longer guy, the more natural, 170, even possibly a, a, a tweener between welterweight and middleweight. Uh, I'm going to take Semmelsberger. I think the power he has is, is legit. I think he's not scared to mix it up. Maybe Parsons tries to engage with him a little bit, try to try to strike with him, go to war. Maybe that's not smart. That's not smart at all. So I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that Semmelsberger gets it done inside of the distance. I guess I could see a decision. You know, if he loses a round where he just gets sat on the whole time and gets taken down the whole time, I guess that's always some something to consider with him, but. I'm going to take Semmelsberger money line, minus 125. I think he's going to get it done. I think he's going to win at least two rounds. Maybe he gets a knockout. Maybe he doesn't. Either way, I feel pretty uh, pretty confident him getting two. I, I don't think Parsons is a great round winner, even though he does have that that wrestling game that could be an X factor in this fight. I still don't think that he's great with it. I don't think he's got good cardio. You know, I don't think if this fight – you know, what happens if he really has to win this third round? I, I don't think he comes out here and wins it. I think Semmelsberger does. Give me Semmelsberger to win this fight. Semmelsberger minus one twenty-five money line here. Uh, I'm gonna take Semmelsberger TKO plus one sixty-five. I, like I just think I, like I think Preston Parsons is just gonna get hit. He's gonna continually get hit, and even if he maybe gets close and gets a takedown, I think Semmelsberger knows what is coming for him in this fight. You know, this isn't like a late replacement or anything like that, right? Like he's probably been preparing to stop the takedown and knows exactly yep. what kind of game Preston Parsons is going to try and employ. So I, I'm going to go Mr. Semmelsberger, and I am going to feel pretty good about it. So uh, Marcus McGee and Gaston Boyanos. Is that how you say that gentleman's name? Uh, Boyanos. Boyanos. Uh, yeah, wh- whatever. Uh, the dream killer versus the maniac. So there's, sure. a, there's a lot going on here. Uh, but a lot of the people love Mr. McGee here. I saw a lot oh, of shit on Twitter. But uh, minus 250, 230. To uh, Gaston's plus or one ninety plus two ten on some of these websites. Uh, this man's fighting out of Dublin, California, not to be confused with Dublin, Ireland. That's the dream killer, Mister Gaston. So, uh, what's the last time we saw him? Aaron Phillips. Oh boy. Yeah, he fought that. Oh, yeah, boy. he fought bumass Aaron Phillips, and he and he he won, but uh, I think he got taken down, which is kind of crazy because uh, a lot of people are like, "Yeah, Marcus McGee, he doesn't have a wrestling game." But he's working on it, and uh, last fight he got a submission, right? Over um, was it Journey Newsom? He, he knocked him out, or knocked him down, and then um, tapped him out. Yeah. Or was uh, yeah, that was his first fight. And then he fought JP Bays. I remember you had yeah. a mega whale play on JP Bays to to get a comeback Hell dub. No. That didn't <laughs> that Cash didn't happen. Cash, yeah. <laughs> uh, when Bolaños fought Phillips, got taken down multiple times. Almost got subbed too. I think he had his back taken. Yeah, he got instant out. As soon as he got taken down the one time, he got instant it, gave up his back, but he got out of it. So I guess I guess that's good. I think Bolaños is just a one-dimensional power puncher. I didn't think his debut was anything crazy against a just not a good fighter. He has that system systematic kickboxing background, not like Alex Pereira's, you know, seek and destroy kickboxing uh style. Um also Bolaños when he fought in Bellator, 
I, I didn't think he was anything good at all. I didn't, I didn't think he was going to get to the UFC. He lost to Solo Hatley Jr. That guy stinks, man. He is he is like ten and eight now. He is not good. He got finished by um, Daniel Carey, who was also not good. Seven and seven. Scary Daniel. Scary Carey. Uh, he submitted him in the first round. So like I could see McGee even submitting him. And again, he's somebody who's been a pretty much a boxer. That's his style. He he trains at the MMA lab with those guys out in Phoenix. They've been talking about him for a couple years now. I love his hands. Going back to the regional scene, his hands are great. And his one loss, he did get choked out by a guy named Rafael Do Nascimento, who seems pretty good. I mean, his ground game is pretty legit. He just lost in LFA, but he also just won uh, a bounce back fight in LFA. So he could be he could be in the UFC next. You never know. And even in that fight, I thought he was doing pretty well, but just went against a black belt when he wasn't ready. Now I think he's ready, man. He's a little older. I wish he was a couple years younger, but 33, still still in, the, in his prime, I think. And um, yeah, I think he gets it done here. He's a junkyard dog. He's got that great southpaw boxing. Um, pretty good left kick. He likes to go high with it, likes to go low. So um, check right hook is, is, is one of his go-tos also. Yeah, I think Marcus McGee gets it, McGee gets it done here. Um, I'm trying to look at some odds. I don't know. I think 230 isn't bad if you want to parlay him with something. I don't see any odds for this fight. Uh, uh, what about inside the distance, minus 110? That is a uh, number that I'm looking at. I like it. Give me Marcus McGee inside the distance. Love that. Let's go. Me and you both. I am taking it inside the distance, minus 110. Bolaños has been finished by some, again, scrubs. Um, and I always you know, am a strength of schedule guy. I really am. Like I think of that, when, especially when you're – Breaking into the UFC, you're already seven and three. You know, like you don't, you're not undefeated. You know, where you've been walking through these guys, and you've lost, like you said, to Solo Hatley and Daniel Carey and these guys you've never heard of before. Yeah, it also has five canceled fights in the last couple of years, more than he has actual fights. Only two fights since um, 2020, I guess. Since since that loss to Solo Hatley, he's only fought twice. Wow. He got he got his get back on Daniel Carey, and then he fought Aaron Phillips. Two uninspiring performances in my opinion so yeah i think marcus mcgee he's looked good i think um he's rolling right now he's training with a bunch of great guys they all hype him up so yeah give me uh give me mr marcus mcgee glad he didn't have to fight cast bell that would have been a tough night out for the uh you know for mr gaston boyanos who was gonna fight the mean green fighting machine so sure how about farid basharat not to be confused with javid basharat oh the guy with the green hair yeah oh, how about him yep that's Jesus. how i want to make sure you saw him so uh <laughs> uh he's fighting taylor lapilus who double impact who had a good performance oh, yeah. out uh, last time against our uh, your boy callan logren who you said was going to be the next conor mcgregor i was no, like no, i was no, really no. shocked by you, it i was like wow you said that and then you no said, i did not say that card. i did not Say no. that you said I, since he's gonna be on the AC card in his next fight, I'm going with my Irish flag. That's what is you he said. actually gonna be on there? I believe so. All right, well, I will be there then. Now you're going, yeah, of course. See, you said the next Connor, the next Connor, uh, the Don, Colin, the Don. He looked the horrible next, uh, in that fight. Let me just say that he's fighting yeah. Angel Pacheco. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck that should is be a that win. guy? Oh, that's right, he got killed in the contender series, and he's uh, they're like, yo, bring him back, we gotta have him. Whatever. It was just a bad but performance. This fight here, uh, what do we got? Uh, Lopez and Farid Bashirat, who is a minus two. I will say, I'm staying away from this just because Lapulus has made me look stupid every single time out there. I mean, Bashirat minus 300. I, I, I just, this fight goes to decision. That's all I know. Yeah. Um, I think probably, I think so possibly too. 
I I will say I think I do like Javid more than Farid. Javid more than Farid. Yeah, for sure. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, it's kind of like um, who are the other brothers? I keep going back and forth on. I can't. I, I can't even. Uh, draw a blank. Yes. Yeah. Uh, even though they're both both of their stocks are a little bit down right recently, um, Farid is more takedown heavy than his brother. Uh, might, he does a little bit of stalling, I think. Right, yeah. um, uh, work against the cage, try to try to just get you to really just make a move. Right, he, he plays chess in there in the wrestling and 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 grappling department. But and he's very patient. I love his stance switching on the on the on the feet. I think he's pretty good all around, but. He definitely has the relentless takedowns. He's mean. He's tough. He pushes a pace. He definitely tries to instill some ground and pound. Um, like I said, there is some moments where he stalls a little bit, but I, I don't think he's, uh, you know, that's just kind of his game, I think. I think that's really what he tries to do. And he, he is tough in there. I think he is definitely able to get a finish. I know he um, he only has one against uh, Clayton in his last fight, but, man, what a finish that was, that arm triangle. I don't know if he put him to sleep or not, but that was beautiful. And then, uh, you know, he kind of dominated DeMond Blackshear in the grappling department. We saw what DeMond Blackshear is capable of doing, right? So, um, yeah, I think Lapless, low volume on the feet. He did a lot of a lot of that fight against Lochran. You know, he only got taken down twice, but and he outstruck him a lot. He almost doubled him up, but Lochran went for uh, 11 takedowns. He had six and a half minutes of control, so there was a lot of cage grappling, a, a lot of stalling, right, in that fight. That could kind of remind me of how this fight might be able to go. I just think, um, yeah, you know, Lapalus is a little bit tough to take down from the southpaw stance. Uh, he is a technical striker at range, loves, loves to throw some strong, strong kicks. He kind of reminds me of a poor man's Leon Edwards in, in, in a bit, bit of a sense, the way he has some power. He just doesn't always throw. Uh, he's a, he doesn't have great ground game, but he's a little tough to take down. So um, it's a bit of a tough uh, chess match here. I think I got Fareed. Uh, to win this fight, I don't have a bet here. I don't feel anything too strong. Yeah, I want to take free to maybe get a finish. I, I really want and think he's he's going to keep upping his game and uh, his finish ability will keep going up. I'm going to look at some quick odds here. I don't even see any. Bavada's thrown in the towel, I guess. But um, either way, <laughs> what are you I, looking for? You want you want a little TKO? Just any action? kind of inside the distance. I mean, uh, he only has one TKO, six yeah. subs, but sub is plus four thirty. Ooh. Inside the distance is plus two hundred. That's well, the, and, and there's not many odds. There's not like a bunch of difference. It's literally just one for each. Yeah, Laplace has never been subbed, but I don't know if he's really ever fought anybody with a heavy submission game. So, I will say, Mister Carolyn Lokeren tried to take him down the entire fight and really couldn't do it. He only, I think, he maybe did it a couple times. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay away. I, I was gonna take Fareed by submission, but. I don't have a huge. I don't have a great, great feel for that. I think he honestly could just do some ground. I think he might just win a decision there. I, I think I'm going to go for read decision, but no bet. Yeah, I w- listen. I would bet Lopolis here. I'm not going to take it on the card, but like that is this is my underdog spot of the card where I think like he could maybe win a split decision of some sort. Like I think this is going to be a decision. So I just don't. I, I don't trust it when I don't really know who's going to win. I I might lean like you said. Basharat might get him down a couple times and just. Win a couple, win a little bit. Yeah, know? yeah, I, I I agree. So I guess we'll see. But uh, we got Weston Wilson and Jean Silva, Jean Silva. Is that how you say any of these Joe Silva? names? Jean, it's <laughs> Jean Silva and Weston Wilson. Yeah, I mean Weston Wilson. This is pride of the pride of Brigham Young University. 
What do you What do you think? What do you got? Listen, the last time we saw Weston Wilson out there, he was getting pounded into the dirt by Joe Anderson Brito. That that was a that was a tough that's a tough look. debut. It's tough, but yeah, also also a tough look. I mean, he's thirty four. You know, that's not a good sign when you're kind of just breaking into the scene. But I uh, listen, Lord Assassin. Uh, I I don't know much about him either, other than him winning a contender series fight. So yeah, uh, the fight against Kevin Vallejo, who I believe I bet on. Um, yeah, Gene Silva also has a crazy flying knee knockout on the regional scene. He has a bunch of knockouts in the regional scene. We haven't seen much, obviously, from him. Uh, wait, all we wait, can gather. Wait, 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 wait. It, he's the biggest favorite on the card. Gene Silva is oh, is minus one thousand. <laughs> I would imagine that. Yeah, I mean, is Weston Wilson having a medical <laughs> episode going into this? The medical episode is Weston Wilson. I think you have it confused a little bit. Uh, Gene Silva has some cardio dumps, but he's the better better athlete, more explosive. I mean, if you look at his highlight reel, just in general on the regional scenes, probably not great uh, opponents, but man, he is he's fucking people up. Also, I don't know if you remember on Contender Series when he walked out to the cage, he was barking, just yeah. So, I do remember that. A little, a little terrifying, a little scary. Weston Wilson's just you know he's just there to have fun, right? He's just there to get get paid and get out of there. So, and also you know Weston Wilson, the only reason he's in the UFC is because who's his uh you know he's the sparring dummy. For a wonder boy, right? He's the guy that everybody kicks kicks his ass. I think some six year olds were in there beating him up a little bit. So, you know, the UFC just needed a warm body to get in there against Brito. I don't think he's UFC caliber. I think he's just a mid thirties regional grinder. His fights don't go very long, whether he wins or whether he loses. Yeah, he has that soft karate style, which is awkward, and he can make some things work on the ground. I think like he 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 can awkward his way into wins. I guess if that makes sense, he has 11 subs, 5 KOs, even though he's a karate guy. Uh, but, dude, 0-3 in LFA, 0-1 in the UFC. He, he, won a, he won a Bellator fight, but, like, he was losing fights in, at XMMA. Terudo Ishihara, who's, like, completely cooked, um, beat him and finished him. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's much. The guy does have a nickname for a reason, you know? So, yeah, give me, um, give me Gene Silva. I don't know if. Is there anything to play? First round. That's the thing. Yeah, like it, it, TKO. TKO is minus two hundred. Uh, submissions plus three fifty. So maybe that would be a avenue. I want to... first round knockout. Is what I want. First round TKO is plus one twenty five. Boom. Gene Silva first round knockout. He's going to get it done and make short work of Weston Wilson. He's too quick. He's too explosive. He starts out hot. Um, I was gonna, I was thinking about sub, but no, no, he's he's gonna knock him out bad. Uh, I I agree, but I'm not gonna take it. Uh, Come I, on, I, I, no, I have too many round one bets already. I, I just well, I have, there's another one coming up, so gear up. Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna have to save up for it. But <laughs> uh, how about Tom Nolan? <laughs> oh Jesus, Tom Nolan and Nicholas Moda. Tom Nolan. What what do, what do we know about big train Tom Nolan? He's 23 years old. He's six three. Fighting, yep. basically, okay, so they basically just cloned Dan Hooker in a lab, and now he's <laughs> fighting again uh, at 155. He is coming off of a contender series elimination of Bogdan Grad. I think I do remember that. But uh, he's fighting. We, we, we played him. Mr. Moda, who, uh, did we? I think we probably did. Uh, Mr. Moda, who seems to get eliminated from time to time. He had a no contest against Trey Ogden. I think Trey Ogden was, was submitting him, right? And then we, we, yeah, he was on his way. Yeah, so to, uh, to getting a submission victory, and then um, who do you think stepped in? Uh, Mike oh my God, Beltron. That's right. Yep, Mike That's Beltron who stepped in. 
wish it was. You said your ref of the year, I believe. No, my ref of the year year was Jason Herzog. He's probably been my ref of the last six years. Great pick. Definitely not Herb. No, not not Herb. But uh, for this fight, Ty, I mean, do we really uh, like it? Right away, I just want to fade Nicholas Moda. That's my instinct. Tom Nolan's a minus three fifty favorite. Uh, what do, like like I said though, we don't really know much about Tom Nolan you know, other than that he eliminated that guy on the Contender Series. Like it's he's you know all KOs, two two decisions, no submissions. So like maybe that's a hole in his game. He might get taken down and submitted. Like I I don't know. I I really don't know. Yeah. I, if I was gonna bet anything, I'd probably just bet him TKO just to try to maybe have some fun, make some money. But I'm gonna stay away from it on here. Yeah, Tom Nolan's coming to bang. That that's all I know. He's coming to bang hard. He uh, he kind of has like a Jalen Turner archetype, is what he kind of reminds me. Of. Well, actually, reminds me of Carlos Condit. Also, he's he's only twenty three, very strong in the clinch. He's active, kicks, knees. He's he's always throwing something. I love that. Um, he doesn't really let you rest. Doesn't let you breathe. Doesn't re- let you reset. He likes to throw off his back. I think that's interesting. Throwing elbows off his back. That's very. That's right up Carlos Condit's alley. So. Uh, and, and being six three at one fifty five, nobody's that, that that hardly ever happens. Nick, Nicholas Moda is very short for the division, so um, I mean he has power. Nicholas Moda has a nice elite right hand, but uh, he's very experienced. But the problem I have with him is closing distance. He's very, very, very bad at that. He just comes in, you know, with his chin high and ready to get ready to get chin checked. And he's been chin checked a lot, yeah. and um, he hasn't passed that check, so. I mean, his only win in the UFC is what? Cameron Van Camp, your boy, and then um, Joseph Lowry on the Contender Series. So, yeah. Not, yeah, not related Jim, to Kyle Lowry, right? Not related case? to Kyle Lowry. The, 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 right. the Philly boy, my no. Bad, um, yeah, I think Tom Nolan gets it done. What's what's KO looking for Tom Nolan? And Minus 180, 190. First round TKO. So, uh, I don't understand where it went. I'm having a struggle. It, it disappeared. It's gone. It disappeared. It disappeared. It disappeared. But, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. All right, I'll have to pull it back up. But uh, pull I th- it back. But either way, we're gonna have a unofficial number at least because I yeah I don't know if Betway, Bet Rivers, Bet John Rivers, Bet Austin Rivers is uh I don't think that's up. I got running, you. So plus one oh four. Boom. Not like even one oh five. They went. To- yeah, I like it. All right. Well, I'll it. round you up. Round me. Give me a rounder. Um, that sounds sexual, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna give you a rounder at round one, TKO plus one oh five. I'm not gonna take it. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, I'll probably t- I'll probably parlay the TKO itself with something else and then just keep it moving. But uh, all right, well, I got Tom Noli. Tom Noli, and now we round it out. I'll give you another rounder here, Joshua Van Felipe Brunis. Bunis. There's no R in there. No R. Bunis. <laughs> Felipeño. He's getting in there against Joshua Van. Josh Van is a favorite. Yes, minus 250 favorite to Felipe's plus 210. Minus 275, plus 210. Uh, I love Joshua Van. I, I, I'll keep keep saying that. I love his game. Love the way he fights. He I did his very best to try and get Zamagulov out of there. He Almost. did his very best to get Borjas out of there. You know he he's you know he beat some guy named Cleveland McLean, uh, which is a crazy ass name. <laughs> Sounds but. like a Cars character. I guess I wonder how he gets this done. Uh, that would be the only thing that would stop me from betting him in this. 
you know, Mr. Mr. Filipino has never been TKO'd. So I guess that's a little bit worrisome. He has a couple submission losses, but he loses a lot of decisions. So maybe Josh, I, I hate doing that because Josh Van bangs and he tries to go for the KO the whole time. But, uh, you know, what, what do we have here? Van, TKO is plus 180. Can get it as high as 210. You can get decision at plus 230. So it's kind of like right down the middle right there. I think I'm going to bet 210, TKO, Van. Um, interesting. Now, <laughs> do you, uh, did you see Felipe Buna's topology picture? I'm not sure what he's wearing on it. Yeah, I'm not, I, don't, I was wondering that too. But, yeah, who knows? He it is a little like bit he older. He cut someone's bra. And just put it the put the top of it on his head. I don't know. We're probably insulting his. Uh, his he might culture, have, but he might have. No, this is kind of interesting. I mean, Van, remember he was supposed to fight Borjas on Contender Series, and then he ended up replacing Bunes, who was supposed to fight Zalgas, and then Van ended up fighting Borjas anyway. Yeah. And now he fights Bunes, so uh, a little a little shuffling of the deck there. I love Joshua Van, just like you do. Good cardio, good striking all around. He's super young and inexperienced, but he still shows. The, the ability to fight with these guys who have been like Zalgas isn't great, right? I don't even know if he's in the UFC anymore, but he's fought. He's hung around there with pretty good fighters. He's been around for a while. He's got a lot of experience, and he fought. Um, he fought really well against Zalgas, and he even you know had to had him uh, doing the dance late oh, yeah. in that fight. So he's keeping up this this volume. I think he threw. He attempted two hundred eighty seven strikes against Zalgas. Then he attempted three hundred against. Kevin Borjas wasn't able to get either of them out of there, but dude, he's 23. Like the fact that he's throwing that volume, it's, it's almost more impressive than if he was just knocking these guys out flat in the first round with, you know, only 10 strikes landed. The fact that he's putting up this volume um, is tough. And also flyweights, you know, you, you see less finishes, you see yeah. less knockouts. So, and he was getting hit in that, in that fight and kept like, yeah. he was durable. He's a dog. He's yeah. a dog. I, I believe, I believe, I believe he is from Myanmar, right? I think so. So, you know, tough motherfuckers out there always uh, in that part of the country for sure. So, you know, he's a dog. And uh, Bunes, I just, I don't know. There's not that much about him, I guess. Um, eight of his 13 wins, he's won by sub, right? So he's yeah. a submission grappler. He's also lost a couple, lost at UCR Formiga by sub. I think it's because his wrestling, right? He doesn't have good wrestling. One of those guys who has good jujitsu, but just doesn't have good wrestling. Yeah. Striking, sloppy. Uh, very opportunistic finishes, but it, just not too recently, um, he went to a – or very recently, I guess I should say. Not too long ago, he went to a split decision with a fellow named Oscar Cruz. Um, right? Is that, is that his name? Oscar Cruz, who was 13-9 in LFA. Oscar Cruz is now 13-11. La Avispa, Avispa, who is 40 years old. That's very worrisome. Yeah. Uh, anytime you see guys go to split with an older, just frankly, mid or bum regional fighter, it's not good. It's not good at all. He was supposed to fight Dennis Bondar. Probably should have gotten that fight. This uh, I don't know. If Van Van has a couple submissions. I just I don't know if if that's going to be what he leans on. Uh, now he does have a couple takedowns when he fought Borjas. He got taken down by Zalgas. So m maybe that's just not what he does. Maybe he did on the regional scene. I don't know if he does it here. I, I think he's going to win this fight. I just don't know how exactly. Yeah. I don't have a good, great, a good or great grasp on Joshua Van's um, finishing style, how he likes to get it done yet because we haven't seen it. So I'm going to wait for that to happen. I'm going to wait to see what kind of finish equity we get from him. Also, you know, there's not much tape on Felipe Bunez either. So uh, this is a fight I'm just going to sit back, relax. Uh, I'll be at work, so I won't be sit back or relax. But – 
this is a fight I will just let play out. And uh, I got Joshua Van by late stoppage, late KO, or um, or a decision. But I would not be surprised if, if something were to happen. They go to the ground, they get in a clinch, and he, he pulls off a sub because it seems like Bunes is definitely kill or be killed in the submission department. So that would be interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I would bet uh, decision as well, but I am going to take the TKO because that's just too good of a number. I, I think, honestly, you could bet both of them and still make money. So I don't think... There's anything wrong with that? Uh, <clears throat> sorry, voice is starting to uh, disappear on me. But uh, I did want to point out one thing I did not mention and I was kind of wrong about was that Semmelsberger is taking that Preston Parsons fight on short notice, somewhat short okay. notice. It's about a month. Uh, he was supposed to fight Parsons, that is, um, Hafez, Basile Hafez, the guy who took JDM to the limit. Uh, That's right. And he pulled out. So now they're doing this one. Uh, you know, so uh, and also, uh, Gabriel Santos was supposed to fight Weston Wilson, and he pulled out. So Mos Moscatino. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's the UFC Vegas eighty four, ladies and gentlemen. It has been a great card. It's been a great comeback episode. Do you have anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, I mean PFL Bellator. They're trying to do a champion champion card February twenty fourth in Saudi Arabia. It seems like. Pinedo, Jesus Pinedo is going to fight Pitbull. That'd be great. I think there, there's some matchups they can do, but the fact that most of the talent in that merger comes from the Bellator side is going to make it a little difficult. But either way, I'm here for like a, you know, however fight, however many fight card where those guys combine. Really, I, I think they're going to fuck themselves over by keeping the entities separate and, and doing this PFL tournament uh, or season thing. I think they just need to get rid of that, abolish that bullshit, get rid of the smart cage. But I don't think they're going to be able to do that. So, whatever. Either way, interesting event that they're going to put on. They, they need to put on events like that if they want to do any kind of numbers and rival the UFC, which they will never be able to. But if they want to, that's what they got to do. Mm. Um, there was a boxing fight. Virgil Ortiz is back. He kicked off 2024 with a, a first-round knockout over um, – not Jonathan Lawson, is it? Uh, Tony Weeks had another – Awful stuff. Frederick Lawson, who used to be a big-time prospect. Um, Tony Weeks had another terrible stoppage. Oh, I saw and, that. Um, yeah. He wasn't – I mean, the guy Lawson, I don't think – he had a couple – he didn't have much left. He was probably done in the first or the second. But uh, Virgil Ortiz is back, planting his flag at 154, calling out Tim Zhu. I would love to see wow. that. Maybe not now. Maybe a year from now. Virgil Ortiz, big-time, big-time prospect who just, frankly, hasn't been active, honestly. And – you know, kind of has been mismanaged, but he's 25 years old. Uh, he has a couple gold medals under his uh, under his belt. Um, he beat he beat Maurice Hooker, and then he just it seemed like after that he just wasn't fighting much. I think he fought Mean Machine, uh, the guy from Lithuania who I, I can't even say his name, uh, Mr. Kavalyowskis. Whew, that was tough. Um, and yeah, he only has one fight in the last two years, so um, it'd be nice to get him back, but. Tony uh, Tony Weeks with another terrible stoppage. I mean, he's just he can't do fights anymore. He used to be the best ref ever, and he kind of did what Herb Dean did. Uh, so he had a fight. Obviously, remember when uh, Ismael Barroso fought Roly Romero, and he just stopped the fight for no reason when Roly Romero was losing yeah. that fight. Uh, Ismael Barroso came back recently, I think last week actually, and redeemed himself. Got a first round knockout over O'Hara Davies, and another fight he was the underdog in. So good for him. Good for him. He's like forty allegedly, and. Um, this is huge. This is huge. He should fight Ryan Ryan Garcia next, but uh, they're not definitely not going to do that. But Tony Weeks did the David Morrell 
Um, Idos Yerbaselli, Yur- uh, I believe his name name is. Let's see. Yerbaselli. It was Yerbaselli. Yeah, I think it was Yerbaselli. Anyway, he did that fight, and David Morrell beat Mr. Yerbaselli into a coma. So, uh, yeah, I think ever since that fight happened, Tony Weeks has, had a, has, has uh, really okay. had a tough time, um, you know, he's stopping fights too early after he let a fight go on too long. It's exactly what happened to Herb Dean. Um, also, Yerbaselli wants to fight again next year, this year, which is, I mean, if there's anybody around him that even cares about him in the slightest, you do not let him go back in the ring. He's 32. He was just put in a coma. So, um, yeah, can't imagine that's good. But maybe either way, walk away. maybe just live a normal life in Kazakhstan. How about that? But um, Stuff there. It is, yeah. So but um, walk away. Also, Tony Weiss was on Facebook claiming that uh, Frederick Lawson failed a couple tests that snuck past the Vegas commission. I, I don't know how that happens. And he also why deleted the Facebook post. It's, it's not. I don't know. Yeah, like, even if that's true, even if that's true, oh, uh, him like saying, that. you know, I was looking out for the fighter's health. No, no, you, you don't stop the fight early just because you think the guy should be in there. Like, that, that's not how that works. Also, I have a hard time believing that the Las Vegas Athletic Commission, Nevada State Athletic Commission, would let a couple failed tests just go by. They're not the best in the world, but they're probably the best commission easily, especially if you look at all these other ones. There's no way they're letting guys come into a fight with brain damage or brain bleeding or anything like that happen. So uh, Tony Weeks wants the best ref ever. In boxing is probably uh, probably one of the worst now, and I would not ever ever let my fighter fight if he was in the fight, if he was refing the fight, I should say. So, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? But as you get older, fights happen. You let this guy go in a coma, which probably was it was his fault. I was going to say it wasn't, but it was his fault for letting that fight go the eleventh. Um, that's what happens, I guess. Now he has PTSD, unfortunately. Well, there you go. On, on that note. We are going to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. There might be a fight. There might be some fights this weekend. There might be some boxing this week. I didn't have it pulled up, but yeah, Arthur Betterbiev getting in there this Saturday with Callum Smith. That should actually wow. be a pretty good fight. Uh, I think Betterbiev. He wins this one. He's probably going to look at everybody's going to be saying it. Riyadh season, baby. Arthur Betterbiev, Dimitri Bivol. Let's wow. get it done, dude. That's Dimitri nice. Betterbiev is getting old. I mean, he already is old, so. You know, th- this fight's getting a little oversaturated. We don't have to do this anymore. It's light heavyweight. Throw them in there. Let them kill each other. Let them bang, baby. So um, I don't know if there's anything else on that card. It's in Quebec. Quebec City, Canada. So that'll be, uh, I think, on ESPN. I think that's going to be on ESPN. So that's going to be fun to watch. 10 p.m. this Saturday. Uh, that's about all we have. But the rest of this month, decent boxing fights. But I think we're going to have a nice little, uh, nice little summer. I'm looking forward to it. It's the beginning of, uh, of a new start. It is the beginning of a new chances to make money. It is the beginning of a new year, and it is the beginning of the 2024 season for the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast with some boxing brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am Ty Capone, and as always, keep your hands up. Stay out of those DMs.